are you playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game, many times bad, and tell you why the bleep we played it. I am Revisit Sean. This is Look Back Thomas and Rise of the Mason. And we're doing an interlude today. We're returning back to our first ever podcast when we covered Marvel Nemesis, Rise of the Imperfects. And uh, we're going to revisit here and uh, tell you a little bit what we think going yeah, forward. This is, Imperfect, this is, that certainly is. <laughs> this is this is Rise of the Imperfects, uh, what the bleeps version. It, it is. So starting with this season, we were like, you know what we should do? You know, we've been doing around for this podcast for now a little over a year uh, at the time of this recording. And and we've played, you know, 50-something games, 56 games, I think, at this point. Uh, 56 episodes, not all the games because we have interlude episodes, but 56 episodes. We've played a lot of games. Uh, We've been doing this for a little while, and we were like, what if we went back and revisited some of our episodes? Some of them will be, uh, you know, maybe, you know, when we revisit Prince of Persia, it's because the recording wasn't as good, and I want to revisit and talk about, maybe we want to talk about the game in a different way. Uh but we thought the best way to start this would be, what if we went back and revisited the first game we played? Back to the original. Marvel Nemesis, Rise of the Imperfects. When we really didn't know what we were doing on the podcast, the and intro is a little bit all over the place. Uh, the Everything's all over the place. We're a lot of background we, noise. We only recorded in that area for one episode. <laughs> was it one episode? Because we, yeah, moved, was, we moved yeah, to the we actual auditoriums. Yeah, because we immediately moved. Because it was, yeah. uh, it was, we were, it was, uh, 1045 at night when we it started, was, it was very yeah, it was late. Late. which was not our latest episode we recorded. Uh, was it Budokai that we recorded at like 2 a.m.? I forget. There's I, one of them we recorded There's, there's really one late. episode, it was either Budokai or Larry Boy, where it was it, Larry Boy. It was Larry it Boy, was Larry yeah. Boy, yeah. Which and we're like a, at 3 a.m. in the morning geeking out over VeggieTales. It was yeah, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like uh, we had friends there, and they talked, and we talked, and we were like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I look at the time, like, it's midnight. All right, we should wrap this up. Oh, hey, conversation's continuing. Okay, it's three in the morning. Do we still want to record? Yeah, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so coming back to this episode that we did, it was, it's going to be, it's fun to, you know, both think about the episode that we recorded and where we've come from to this point, and also being like, what do we actually think of this game as we've kind of developed our format of our podcast because boy if you listen to that episode uh we still get to like our main points that we usually do but we're like all over the place i think because i i went back and listened to that episode today actually i feel like we said like the same damn thing in like 10 different ways we did we we repeated ourselves Mm -hmm. a lot to the point where i also listened to the episode i'm like shut the fuck up me you said that like is that the one where jesus i say christopher reeve instead of matt reeve yeah (laughs) no 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 i think he did the opposite and that caused the whole tangent and i the whole time i listened to that episode i'm like shut the fuck up me i yeah, also i've been, I've been wanting to talk about superman returns on a podcast since the very beginning and i swear to god we're gonna do it eventually hey spoiler we might be covering a game that is based on that season <laughs> Either one. I'm all right with doing either one. But I want to talk about it. I think. <laughs> but also, you know, I 
actually edit the episodes now then it was just like yep that's good you know things like that throw uh, it up there i actually do cut and paste different things i add you know we add music we do a little bit more the presentation is a little bit better we have better mics we have better spots we have to more record than one mic i was about to say we, we we aren't just like yelling across the room but it, it's fun we have better mics we have mics to go back and listen to that episode uh and if you haven't and you're starting on this episode welcome go back and listen to it it is a fun episode where we really you can tell what we're going to be trying to do and the passion that we have in this <laughs> and it is uh it really takes us to i think about episode four or five when we really start to get our footing <laughs> yeah yeah i brought it up earlier but i think the larry boy episode is kind of when we start getting our footing. 3 a.m we're like we understand what we're doing now <laughs> yeah, it's our epiphany our epiphany. I'll have to I'll have to go back and listen to like the episodes pre Sonic Adventure two because that was the first one that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's... Despite but it being incredibly long. <laughs> when we when we played this game initially, uh, I think kind of the consensus across the board was it's not an atrocious game, but my goodness, there are flaws. But there's a lot of fun to be had. I w- and you know especially me in the episode. I wish they'd leaned more into the fun instead of kind of the doom and gloom at times. Yeah, the problem is this was 2005, and it was like, well, we have to lean into the doom and gloom because that's what makes superheroes cool now. Yeah, right. And they all was, listen to they all listen to uh, Evanescence in the rain, and it's just it was all just so much. It doesn't help that the studio so. that made it was called Nihilistic Studio Nihilistic yeah, Software. We had one game before this. We already brought it up, but it was Vampire: The Masquerade Redemption, which, unlike last time, I have actually played. Oh, it's mid. Okay. <laughs> also, that's unlike, all we need to say. <laughs> also, unlike last time, Thomas has read the companion comic. It's mid. <laughs> it's the companion comic is so hilarious because there's literally nothing in common. The story is different. Sure, the characters are there's similar characters, but like at the same time, Venom's not there. Magneto's not there. There's a lot of characters that are just missing. So it's like, oh, the fuck? <laughs> I think for this return to revisit, I think the thing that we did, mo- we didn't really sit down. I played a little bit of the one player just to get back in the flow of things, but we really didn't mess with the single player on this revisit yeah. because we we went through it. We'd seen the ending. We played through it. We talked about the story and kind of how yeah. <sighs> frustrating it Say is. Say it again, Thomas. Mid. There we go. It's, it's just making just sure get, the Thomas soundboard is working. Just get that the sound clip. <laughs> uh, it's mid. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the, the story is just nothing. It's, it's weird because, again, to bring up the comic, in this game, it's just this device on the back of their neck that, like, corrupts them and all that. And they're like, oh, thank you for freeing me. In the comic, it's a drug. Like, in the comic, it is <laughs> wow. a drug. And, they, and Thing and Storm in particular literally get addicted to it. Whoa. And so I'm just, I'm reading this and I'm like, there is literally no communication here. No, that is none. dark. Jeez. I kind of like it, like, and I maybe that's something to do it. Like, if you're gonna go dark, go full dark. Yeah. And this game is like, it's kind of like that. It's not a phase, mom type of uh, darkness. Oh, yeah. remember, remember that one comic where they made Spider-Man a heroin addict? Good times. <laughs> yeah. I guess how the drug actually works is it's it basically just praises you. I guess, like you, you get the drug into, and there's this voice that tells you like. You're not in this. It's basically the self-confidence drug, I guess. <laughs> it's like you're not number two. You're number one. You're perfect, baby. You're doing all this shit. Yeah, no fight him, Rocky. Bam, bam, bam. It's and it's the it's the it's the Veggie Tales bit. 
you are a go-getter. <laughs> that's a sen- I didn't know that. That's effectively what it is. And it's, <laughs> again, I'm not going to spend much time in the comic because mm-hmm. there's just nothing to say. But yeah. It, also, it doesn't end. It well, just kind of stops. Well, again, it's kind of this... I think because the comic commissioned and EA were like, this is a franchise, this is a franchise. And it feels like the studio was like, yeah, this is really a cool thing that we're doing. It's not going to be a AAA title. It's not going to be this huge thing. We're going to work on it. Maybe the second one, maybe if we get it, we'll do that. But we're just really trying some stuff out. And then EA was like, no, this is going to be the the biggest thing, biggest thing ever, next big thing. Yeah, and... You're saying EA made bad business decisions? Wow, I've never seen them do that. In other news... Albeit this is also early 2000s EA where they were making mostly good decisions. They mostly Uh, made good decisions, but... At least on their sports titles. Oh no, witness the fall. Uh, But uh, speaking of bad companies, Activision at this time just decided on the same day as Marvel Nemesis, let's drop Ultimate Spider-Man and X-Men Legends 2. Two really good games. Because... Fuck these guys. <laughs> Two really good games as well. Two and really honestly, be- like, while this is leaning more into, like, the fighting aspect of the, like, brawler, uh, uh, top-down a bit looking games where X-Men Legends is a fully top-down, you know, yeah. RPG-esque uh, game. Awesome. Whereas uh, uh, an Ultimate Spider-Man is that really cool comic feel yeah. to it. This feels like it's kind of stuck in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's... It's kind of interesting because they had to make a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look it up, they actually were contractually obligated to make a fighting game. Because at, for some reason, how it worked with Marvel is they would bring their licenses to different publishers. And those publishers would have, or developers, I forget which one, would have full uh, control over that genre. Mm-hmm. So Raven Software did X-Men Legends and Ultimate Alliance. They had full control of action RPG. Uh, the other team that did the Spider-Man tie-in games, they had full control over mm-hmm. the open world. So they had to do a fighting game here. It's weird that it's they go to a studio that, like, I know they only had one game, but, like, fighting is definitely not their thing. It's not, yeah. It's, it's just a weird, like, you feel like maybe you try to go to another studio, but probably there was probably some cheaper cost, you know, I, the, studio, the, depending on what the it is. The actual reason... I said we're not going to talk that much about the development and look where I am. <laughs> the, the, the actual reason they went with these guys is that they were impressed with a game they made. Not Vampire the Masquerade Redemption, but StarCraft Ghost. That game was canceled. So, oh, man. So they were impressed with the tech demo. It's like, all right, after you release that game, get play ours. What do you mean it's canceled? Uh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it live. I... Uh, so, some, something that just occurred to me. Has EA ever published a fighting game? Um, aside from the Def Jam games. Oh, that's right. I they, mean, they, yeah. there's definitely, you know, they've also had whatever. Fight Night is their uh, boxing game. Yeah, yeah, Fight Night is their uh, boxing games. They, but never like a full-on... Uh, if only, they have, it's going to be like something that is like third-part and we don't necessarily yeah, associate with EA. Yeah, the but only, is the, produced by EA. The only thing that I remember about Fight Night is that uh, I think it was the GameCube version had... Uh, had a secret character in Little Mac, but it was the Little Mac from uh, uh, Super Punch Out, the really weird looking. Fucking <laughs> do you do you remember the tech demo fight out? You were probably a little too young for the Fight Night tech demo when the PS3 was, was announced, and they that was one of the things they were showing with how amazing the PS3 was and how like 
oh my gosh, it's realistic. And they're like, oh, that's not actually in-game physics. That's a, that's a pre-rendered movie that we made. <laughs> running the PlayStation yeah, stuff. But we, look at how did, amazing the PS3 it is. It was one of those. And also, I think the Xbox 360 had a fight, a lot of Fight Night stuff as well for it, because I think at the time. But I think for this game and going back to it for, you know, after all this time, there, there's just, there's so many things in the game that I'm like, why did they do this? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? Because there are a lot of times I'm like, ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. But I think my biggest complaint, I know Mason mentioned this in the last one on, on, on Revisit here, is, wow, this it's it's just so boring color-wise. It's, yeah, it's just so green. It's so this green. This game has the power of green. Uh, <laughs> now, that doesn't mean there's there's some great... I mentioned because of the color, and I think kind of this drab comic book world, they're trying to make some of the heroes stand out. Spider-Man, Iron Man, for example, and even a little bit of Human Torch, they really stand out because of their colors, which I appreciate that, but nothing else really does. Yeah, and it doesn't help that, yeah, some of them stand out, but then you get like Wolverine, who is in his street clothes the thing who oh god and then <sighs> and then storm who somehow just, they made a rock monster bad somehow they fucked up the thing's design how do you rock fuck it up monster. well they they found a way they said the, the ears this is, are this not is, good but i don't mind i don't necessarily mind the ears but he's just ugly he's a bad design see, the, just, yeah i don't know if the ears like are too bad I think it's because it's, the design is so bad that you immediately notice the ears. I think that's yeah. what highlights I, I mean, it. I also... Yeah, I just don't like the ears, but that's just me. But. This isn't even bringing up the Imperfects, who are also not great. They look like if you put Marvel into an AI machine, ran it through itself like seven different times, and came out with photocopy versions of it. Yeah. yeah it's The Imperfects are... Well, they're just that. They're imperfect. They are... Very bland characters, and it's an unenviable position. Mm-hmm. Like having to create characters that have to compete with such icons. Like, how would you feel if you were in charge of a Marvel game, and the developers came up to you? It's like, all right, you need to make like seven OCs to compete with the Marvel heroes. You'd probably be like, fuck. <laughs> the thing, the thing that's baffling to me about them making these characters is that. Like, why, why would they go through the trouble of making, making these new characters with as bland, as bland as they are, and then making them the focus if you're not even going to put that much thought into the story? You could have made them just generic villains. That you know, you kind of see. Honestly, yeah. Like, you know, like, think it, of the TMNT game uh, with the movie as well. You know, things like that. Generic villains you have to beat. Whatever. But they are such a focal point of this game. And, and, and I think that's oof. because they probably wanted to push him. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you create some, you automatically take pride in it. So they mm-hmm. would probably like... And I think EA could then also be like, well, if we ever lose the Marvel license, we have the Imperfects. We could come back and utilize it at some point. Hey. It's probably something like that, but... But it, it's just, it, none of the imperfects are very interesting. The only one who has something going on is Paragon. Mm-hmm. Paragon, because she has actually the only name that's like, oh, that actually kind of sticks a bit. Yeah, and she is the central imperfect, right? She's she's the main character yeah. basically, uh, and it's she's the only one whose name kind who kind of sticks around, and. Who could forget she was, Hazmat? She was definitely the one they wanted to push because, again, bring back the comic. It literally ends with her being created. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, 
okay, but what is there to her? She has kind of a cool backstory, but in terms of personality, she is generic hero. Not even generic hero, generic tortured hero. It's just so... It would be like if Nintendo made a Mario game with a new character and then focused solely on that character and then did nothing with Mario. It's Why? Why would you do that? It's just so... This game is baffling, and it's also very frustrating because there are there like the, it because it could have been something, you know, and it's not, and it, it it's it <laughs> it, uh, it makes me kind of sad because I play this game and I and all I can think about is what it could be. That's fair, and because I think what it is isn't that much. Anyone listening to this is like, wow, they're really negative on this. Go back to the first episode. We are more positive than negative, honestly, on this game. Yeah. And we're gonna get a into of- we're gonna get into what we really do enjoy about this game here in a minute because there is something really, really fun about this game. But it's it's good to get out of the way immediately, like, hey, the one player story is really not much there. Yeah. The new characters are kinda bland. Hey, I appreciate what they're trying to do with the story. Uh, with the single player mode. I like the idea of this 3D platformer beat em up hybrid starring Marvel characters. It's not a bad idea. In concept, um, it's great. Unfortunately, the problem is that these controls were very obviously designed for the fighting mode. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the single player mode, it's like it feels so clunky. Mm-hmm. And there's. I understand trying to give your characters weight, and, and there's a, there, there is a lot of that, but man how slow the big characters feel to the smaller characters feel like you're on ice. It is, there's a way to make those controls feel more like you're actually playing the character instead of like, wee, I'm skating. Right. And, uh, but as I think was said a lot on the previous one, there is something kind of charming about the multiplayer. Yeah. The multi, the multiplayer is, it's so dumb. It's it, so it's, stupid. It, you ain't gonna see it at fucking Evo anytime soon. Although that would be hilarious. <laughs> but uh, it's it's, it's Street dumb. Fighter Six, Mortal Kombat One, and Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects. What? Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm not, jeez. <laughs> What's in the other corner? Shack food. The old fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what they need to start is like an Evo-based tournament, but it's just but bad, just fight. bad hey, look, fighting games. Mentioning Shaq Fu, a fighting game I'm good at. Well, yeah, they, they make like a like a bad Evo where it's like Marvel Nemesis, Shaq Fu, Clay Fighter 63 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to steal this from another podcast I listen to. Triple K is a fighting game podcast, and they call it Devo. <laughs> <laughs> I Devo. The multiplayer, look, it's not necessarily good gameplay or good combat, but there, there is something really fun about how dumb this game is in the multiplayer, and I really wish that it was like on like when with the Xbox version or a GameCube version, if you could build four players. Yeah, I, yes. I kind of think they took inspiration from Power Stone. You can oh, tell. Oh yes. But I kind of wish they did. They went just full whole hog, like they basically just made Marvel Stone. Marvel Stone. Like you know, just have these super silly powers that you can use have uh it be a colorful game maybe have wolverine be able to pick up a couch and 
throw it at Spider-Man, who takes a hit, picks up a truck, and throws him back like a cartoon. Like, can you imagine if they leaned really hard? Can you imagine if we got the Shrek Super Slam Marvel game? Like, that would just, that would be... A game we're so going to play better. soon, and a game that I, I mentioned on the first episode that I think they should have leaned into more is Monsters, Inc. Scream Arena, where they play oh, dodgeball. that's right. First of all, that game rocks, and I can't wait to play it. But that it's goofy because you're running around and playing games with them. And this kind of like that feeling when you're like – but they take it to a fighting game where you're picking up an explosive barrel and throwing it and trying to get the timing to catch – and maybe you're a stronger character and someone's throwing a car at you and you're having to go faster. Like, there is so much fun. The, the characters that can swing around while you're running around. Human Torch can fly around like crazy. Uh, yeah, he can. Uh, 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 Thing can just smash characters. Yeah, Thing can just fuck people up. The, the thing about coming back to replaying this game that I, that I noticed, I didn't remember this game being this frustrating. I never won once in any of the multiplayer matches. It was I frustrating because you were losing. Ex- yes, exactly. If I'm not winning, I'm not having fun. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding, only slightly. Uh, but it, 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 it was it, it, it was a little bit more frustrating gameplay wise than I remembered. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing. It's not like a detractor to it or anything. If, any, if anything, that speaks to me. It's like, oh, I yeah. It, it's just me on bended knee admitting yes. Hi, my name is Mason, and I am bad at this game. Oh no, you're bad at Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects. How will you You'll exist? never be able to show Shame. your face again. Shame. <laughs> it, this I'm this just multiplayer. The streets without a shirt on holding this game. Yeah. Shame. And everyone else looking at you, what the fuck? <laughs> what is that? There is something, and maybe it's it's nostalgia. I'll put like there's nostalgia, not for necessarily this game, but the, a time when you went over to your friend's house or your friend came over and you had a bunch of soda and food and pizza and you stayed up all night and playing dumb games like this. Yeah. And, and that is kind of what this multiplayer harkens back to. And that's kind of the feeling I have in this. And that's where I think uh, I just feel – I felt happy playing the multiplayer. You know, I bo- we booted it up and I started playing the one player and I was like, ugh, is this worse than I remember? And then we played the multiplayer I'm like, oh, it's more fun than I remember. <laughs> fun. And that's kind of the, 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 the problem with this game is that its selling point is not good. But the thing that's just kind of there is awesome. It's a, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, and it's good fun. It's funny that you say that because these developers actually were on the right track because there was a sequel planned. Really? Yeah, there was a sequel planned. Shock of all shocks. They took all of the complaints, basically. You know, the mm-hmm. imperfect suck, focus more on the multiplayer havoc, and they took all of those to heart. Uh, the game was called Marvel Chaos. Ooh, I like the name, actually. I do like and that name. And it was effectively... And it has nothing I, to do with my love of Sonic the Hedgehog. It, it was... I was about to say, it, it would make it better if it was called Marvel Chaos Control. <laughs> and effectively, like, um, it, it was just Marvel Nemesis again, but taken to the extreme. Like, instead of just, oh, you can throw some barrels, or you can throw... Uh, a mailbox or whatever. It was straight up entire environments were destructible. Which you can see a bunch of that in this game is that like they, they're trying to make 
And, and this is kind of the early, really destructible environments. We were starting to see those in fighting games more and more and more. Uh, you know, DOA would be bringing out lots of the, lots, yeah, lots of destructibles. Were, they were bringing out so many destructible environments, dead or alive in particular, like mm-hmm. you said. But you also just, Mortal Kombat had a bit at this point, I think. Yeah, even Virtual Fighter. Even Virtual Fighter. A lot of the anime fighter games, this Budokai 3 has tremendously big destructible environments, so much so you can... Destroy the planet. Uh, um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Thomas is showing us uh, like er- er- early gameplay footage of what this game would have been, and this does look closer to the game that we want when we mm-hmm. wanted Imperfects to be. It's a lot more colorful. It's very saturated color, but it's but that's still, very comic color booky. Color, saturated color is fine because it feels very comic booky. Well, the yeah. problem with the the problem with the graphics in this one is that it feels like they want to go with that cell shade comic booky look, but made it, it super green. dark. Yeah, it's not it's, just the green. And don't worry, just, there's way too much green in this thing. It, but, but it's, it's just a, it's it's a dark, dark, dark color that then has some green that is dark, and it's just like yeah. there are multiple times where Mason and I were fighting, and look. I play cheap. I, fl- I run around the arena. Don't get me wrong. I am cheap at this game. But there are multiple times where Mason was like, where are you? Is that <laughs> or, what, where am what's I? What's going on? Because they get your characters get lost in the background because they're just so dark. Yeah. And, and there's so many stage elements that you just kind of blend in sometimes. Yeah, and especially when you get to like the bridge stage and there's so many shadows. And you're mm-hmm. like, where the fuck am I? Especially <laughs> if you're playing as like Venom or someone. And you're just in the background. It's like, where? Who am I? What's going on, man? What, watching watching that gameplay footage that Thomas showed us, I, w- I wish we I wish we got I, that I do, game. And, and I think I think we talked a bunch about this that this in in the episode. I could be wrong if we didn't. So if if not, this is a new thing. This definitely feels like a first game. Like this feels like a game. Like we're trying to see what works, but we're gonna get it right in game two. And, and then never- it was billed as a triple A title. It was up against bad big competition, and EA was like, oh, oh we can't do Marvel anymore. I think what what they should have done is honestly sell this for like forty instead of sixty, maybe even thirty. I was gonna say thirty, yeah, uh, something like that, and maybe that would have brought it up a bit. Like, sure, it probably wouldn't have sold as much, but that would lead to Marvel chaos. It definitely looks like the like the type of game that like they would show it to EA, and they're like, oh, this this this, this, this the progress on this is really good. Uh, uh, we can't wait to see what it looks like when it's finished. And they're like, uh, it came out yesterday. <laughs> so. Where are the loot boxes? Where the... Oh, oh, sorry. We're about 10 years Why before that. Where, yeah. Where's the battle pass? I just... Where's the subscription service? There is just... It said, there's just something charming about it that I think a game two would have gotten right. And that is... I think the biggest thing you can take away from this game, if you play it, is, man, it feels that this could have been a franchise. Even if this game... If you don't like this game, or this game is considered bad, because this game is at best mid, as Thomas says, yeah. at best, and a lot of areas in it are bad. Hold, hold on, let me make sure the soundboard still works. It's mid. There we go. Uh, but you, this could have been a franchise that you know you'd be like, yeah, if you got through that first game, but man, game two and game three rocked, and now you know we're talking about Marvel Nemesis, and EA has this franchise that we're like, wow, they. It, EA had this franchise, and they did this great thing, and no. Sean brought it up a lot in the first episode that we did this, so I'll bring it up here. It could have been like Dragon Ball Budokai. You know, the first game is rough, but the second and third game, it's like, oh, that shit's badass, but we don't get that. So what you're saying is we should have got uh, Marvel Imperfect's Tenkaichi. 
<laughs> Let me bash my action figures together. <laughs> well, that's what Marvel Chaos looked like. So. It, it, wait, 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 does, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Are there Marvel imper like are, are there action figures of the Imperfect? Fuck Do they exist? No. I, oh man! No. You might, look maybe somewhere in some corner of the internet you could find them, but I, this I'm so little I'm, out about this game. I'm sure there is someone out there who made a shrine to the imperfects or something <laughs> and you know what you're valid just stay the fuck away from me <laughs> you know yeah i can't imagine anybody standing these characters like do, do the imperfects there's, there's do, so many people who stand fucking anyone i wouldn't be surprised at do anything the, but do the imperfects get like fan art Probably not, but I don't know. I'm not on that corner of the internet per that presumably just weeps 24-7. <laughs> the part of the corner of the internet that's like video games peaked with Marvel Rise of the Imperfects. Video games peaked it's with all Marvel Nexus Rise of the Imperfects. It's all been down. Spider-Man PS4. Mm, <laughs> what, what about, where's what, Marvel? Where's, Marvel where's Paragon? Where's Johnny O? <laughs> There's just not enough of really green venom in this game. <laughs> Where's Hazmat and Brigade? You think that you think there's like a like a, a modder out there who's working on an Imperfects mod for Spider-Man on PC? What do you mean them. it's already out? <laughs> look, how is it? It's imperfect. Look, you don't say. Look, Hazmat can swing, so. <laughs> and I think. I think this is my last thing on this before we go into our one question that we have on this. Uh, there's no balance to characters. And again, uh, no. that's not a problem. In these sort of games, that's not necessarily a problem. But sometimes you're just like, oh. Like, I, I, I ended up winning the fight, but it was Daredevil versus Mason's Venom. And I would have to punch a couple times and do a little bit of damage. Mason would get one punch off and my health bar is like... Pfft. And I'm like, oh gosh. So what encourages me to be cheap is to avoid getting hit because I take if I'm playing a smaller character, Venom's like, boom, 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 hi, you're gone. Yeah, what encourages to to be to be cheap is when I'm losing. Uh, I'm not losing anymore. I gotta cheat. But is there is there nothing quite as rewarding as having a you know a barrel thrown at you and you catch it and throw it back? Yeah, that's it's it's, it's pretty. It, it, and if you're the bigger characters, if you throw a car at someone and you catch it and throw it back, that's that, why. Yeah, it's one of my uh, Mason brought up while we were playing. One of my favorite memories was he was Iron Man, I was Magneto. Mason's Iron Man chucked a fucking taxi at me, and Magneto, because he has magnetic powers, is holding is literally just holding it with one finger. So he catches it, holds it, and they stare at him and goes, "Lol, no!" and just eats it back. Something we didn't really explore very much in this, but the game, the characters all do have fatalities basically in this game. They do all have finishing yeah, moves you can just, pull off. I don't exactly know how. Yeah, because huh. guess what? We didn't have a manual, and there really isn't one in the game. Yeah, the yeah. pause menu has like three things in it: resume, volume, or not volume, like resume, options, options, and exit. Three yeah. different things, and. I'll be honest, I've only seen one of the fatalities, or at least I only remember one, and it's Wolverine's. Uh, what a shock, but uh, he basically, he just stabs you, throws your body, stabs you a bunch more times. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's kind of cool for the brutality of it, but also like, I genuinely just don't remember. This game feels like kind of the, 
I know they're very, very different, and definitely there's another game that would come out that we've already covered, Marvel versus, or sorry, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. But this feels like what they eventually, what eventually becomes Injustice is like it goes Marvel Nemesis, Mortal Kombat versus DC, and finally Injustice is like finally we're gonna get it right. Yeah, they played Mortal Kombat versus yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe guys. They're the guys who think gaming peaked with, with, <laughs> with, with Rise of the Imperfects. <laughs> oh jeez, but. I think the important thing to ask uh, is on this interlude episode, we're going to ask one important question, and that is, has anything changed? Like, we played this a year, uh, from the recording this episode about a year and a half ago. Has anything changed? Like, did your opinion change, or do we just, as Thomas has put it, it's mid? <laughs> well, I lost a lot more. <laughs> you played me a lot more. I, I don't think we actually played against each other in, in there. I, I played against did. Thomas a couple of times. I know and, I played it, yeah. And I did a lot of one player because we kind of played it separately and I think sit down and go through yeah. it. But yeah. So. yeah. This was really the first time that we have all played that at the same time. Yeah. It, it's... I don't know. I don't think... I don't... I think I'm... What, looking at this game now... I'm thinking more about what it could have been, so I think I'm more disappointed in it now than I was before. That's but fair. I can still I can still acknowledge that yeah, the things that I that I do mm-hmm. like about it I'm, begrudgingly, I, I I still like about I'm it. I'm more sympathetic towards it than I was last time because I was yes, a, I was yes. a dick in the first episode. You can hear me say so much shit. I was a dick in the first. You episode. also though were the only one who played it when it came out. Yeah, that was, was the thing. Is like you also had some like n- like n- flounder memories for it. It's like you, you were revisiting it at that point as well. Maybe where Mason maybe and I were I, introduced to maybe it. Maybe I was burned at the stake. I don't know from it. <laughs> You're like, but, oh, I remember this game. Yeah, I remember <laughs> being good. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, I'm much nicer towards it than I was. I think in the first episode, and I didn't hate it in the first episode or whatever. I, I think just, some of it I is. I just remember making fun of it a lot more. Its and flaws are very apparent, and they are unavoidable. And I think that's where it's like it's it's not that I hate the game more, but I really I, I said I booted up the one player. I was like, all right, ugh, oh, and then you boot up the multiplayer, and oh right, this is there. So there, there's kind of it's it's kind of twofold for me, and like it's like yeah, I. Uh, I, the 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 single player absolutely I feel got worse in between it like and we because we played a lot more games in the like styles we played a lot more things we played different controls yeah and going through it and I'm like oh oh this is before I started my my uh, rage against locking on and I should have included this game lock on damn it but then you play the multiplayer and you're like oh yeah I remember where this game there's so much potential in this game and I think that's where I I, I leave from this revisit is like. So much potential that we never actually got, and we really don't get a lot of like Marvel crossover games anymore. So not no, no. Uh, really, they were not, they're so like homogenous nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Well, I well I say that we did get Midnight Suns and Ultimate Alliance three. True, and so Midnight Suns what I've played a lot of it. There it just isn't like. I guess maybe let me say it's less like the crossovers because obviously Midnight Suns. What I've played is awesome, and you know yes. we keep getting the ultimate line. But like the fighting game genre, and I know this isn't the true fighting game, but the fighting game genre, while as things like Mortal Kombat and Injustice have kept the DC consistently in fighting games, yeah. Marvel outside of Marvel versus Capcom, which is its own thing, really. Yeah, we haven't gotten a ch- we haven't gotten a chance to be like I just really want to fight 
Wolverine versus Venom or, you know, Magneto versus Nightcrawler. You know, I really want that, which is something that, you know, in the 90s, we got a lot of, and then obviously in we got a lot of Marvel fighting games yeah, that we were true just fighting games. Yeah, we got the X-Men fighters. Uh, we got beat-em-ups starring a lot of characters, which mm-hmm. aren't, I mean, they're not exactly fighting games, but they're related by blood. Yeah. So. yeah. And so, and I, I will say, I do think this game does some of the beat 'em up stuff better than Beatdown does. That's not a hard comparison. <laughs> Which, you know, tries yeah, to be both that blending of beat 'em up and fighting game. I was going to say, let's yeah, put a stick so. on the ground, jump over it, and call ourselves special. But here. it's still let's... like, it is, you know, we would play something much worse later on. It's got to So I think in this whole revisit, is, is I, I, I have a kind of a soft spot still for this game for parts of it, but also there's parts that I'm just like, why? Why? Can we agree to never again play Beatdown? Yes, I don't think that's on the list right I now. I wasn't going to suggest Unless that. you okay. subscribe to <laughs> uh, No, I'm taking... No, oh, I, I've never vetoed any of the games that we've played, but no, oh, I'm taking bullshit. a stand. What are you that's bullshit. About? You vetoed a couple. Mm-hmm. When? It's okay. I'm trying to think. But yeah, huh. I think on this podcast, it's really cool that we can go back and revisit it. We can see where we've come. We can play games and be like, wow. Uh, we've been doing this for a year and, and we're now going kind of a few circling back a bit. And so I hope you guys have enjoyed this. We're not going to do a whole lot of many revisiting episodes, probably one a season at this point. Maybe we'll bump it up to two depending on what interludes, but we kind of like to keep it to three true interludes in our seasons. Uh, with occasionally you'll get a sprinkled in, uh, what the bleep are you watching that we throw into the season because we just felt like it tied in. Oh man, I thought we were going to re-record the entirety of season one. Damn it. Uh-huh. Mason just wants to play Com- Go Vacation. Com- <laughs> comedy. <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for, uh, listening. And, uh, you know, if you want to comment, talk, you know, give us a question, tell us, you know, what you think of Marvel Nemesis. Well, you can leave us an email. Send it to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think. Or if you'd like to, you know, hear more of us uh, as we have three other podcasts that we do, uh, you can either go over to uh, our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep, and either subscribe at our regular tier, $3 a month, and, you know, listen to all of our content, or if you want to get that content but also suggest us some stuff to record, you can do that by subscribing to our Super Bleephead tier at $15 a month. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back. Kind of revisiting something, but in a different way. Hey, Mason, want to give a tease for next time? <laughs> <laughs> Burn it.